It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, the podcast that actually does bring back the thunder. Well, the talking's done, the season's about to start, Rangers end with a good win over Newcastle, and we want to know what did happen to Ian Durant's tie. That and many other mysteries of Scottish football will be discussed today on Heart and Hand. This week we have made a slight change in formation, very similar to Walter, and rather than going with a 0-3 formation, we're going with a 0-4 formation, but we are joined once again by the man who once missed the football to go to the ballet, and has since been called King Billy Elliot, it's Mr Scott Vandenacker. Evening. Yeah, uh, do you want to explain yourself on that ballet one, because people will ask. It wasn't the ballet, it was the Edinburgh Festival. Oh, that's as bad. Is that the festival or the festival? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Next to him is the man that looks like Bobby Williamson, but sadly is a better player. It's Mr. Mark Dingwall. How Evening. are you doing, mate? Evening, campers. Yes, did you enjoy the adulation that you received this week? Apparently, you don't sound like you look like. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Well, we'll need to find that out from the post bag because we'll get to later on. You're saying post bag, don't you mean hate mail? Well, yeah, pretty much. Well, we did get some of that, but we'll talk oh. to that. And uh, also joining us this week is a man who once thought it a good idea to wear a sheepskin coat to Ibrox and not only that, to go for a pint in Paisley Road West beforehand. Yes, it's Fraser Martin. Hello, Fraser. Um, good to see you, sir. Now, uh, do you still own the coat? I do indeed. You know Morty's a hero of mine. Oh, indeed. What I need to ask you before we go any further, Fraser, Fraser Martin, how do we know your real name's not Maguire? 
Well, if it is, I'll have to resign from this podcast after making a political statement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we kicked off the season then with a win uh, against Newcastle, which makes us unofficial champions of Britain if we go by the, the, the Tim logic, because uh, we also beat them in, as you christened them last week, Scott Blackbeam Rovers. Do pre-season friendlies count for anything? No. They, <laughs> they only count if you have, usually, I think it was Chris Waddle yesterday said, it's great when you're unveiling new players to the fans. Well, Chris, <laughs> that's us basically buggered. Um, it was interesting because we played stuffily and defensively. and We are good at that. We are good at that. <laughs> Decent workout. We could see Newcastle fans. They were up in numbers. Good bunch of lads. Nice weather. It's hard to say. Well, we're, we're 30 seconds in and you're clutching for straws already <laughs> after the first game. Well, roll on, Kilmarnock, says yeah. Scott they were, they were all rather nice, and rather attractive <laughs> accents. There's, there's value in that season book, isn't there, mate? <laughs> <laughs> what I thought was, was a wee bit uh, strange was to see us criticised in the papers for an attendance of 30,000 for what was, in essence, a, a kickabout with no new players. And live on TV. Yeah, absolutely. Why was that a one o'clock kickoff? Does anybody know? Oh, ESPN have got this thing called The Schedule. Ah, and right. so therefore, you know, if they're paying you a few bob, that's where you play. It's also the fact that the Scottish League kicked off yesterday and the game wasn't allowed to be on at the same time as the other alluring fixtures like Albion Rovers and Morton and Stirling Albion. Mark, oh, thank you, you, thank you, Mr Logic. Well, Mark, <laughs> you're the, the guy who does this. Mark does get in a car with his wee pal, Stu, who, uh, Stu is a, a lovely wee bloke, but he's got everything wrong with him that he possibly could. Mark likes to take him places and sort of say he's doing something for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, but you go to these lower league grounds, don't you? Yes, I mean, in, fa- in fact, I did uh, take Stuart and his, his day out in my, uh, <laughs> in my role as his carer to... <laughs> I think the best day out we had was uh, Cowdenbeath versus Stirling, although, uh, so, sorry, versus East Stirling to get it. Uh, That's even worse. Correct, where we met the Shire Army. <laughs> what? There was this sort of 40-year-old guy leading, rather like the Pied Piper, leading uh, a, a group of uh, about a dozen 12-year-old kids who were basically spent their whole day abusing anybody from Stenhouse Muir. <laughs> and... Uh, Stuart was uh, Stuart was conned. They took advantage of him to, of his disability because he spent four quid in a cow and beef bottle opener. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and get that off and see if we can give it away one week. Right, Fraser, what did you think of the performance then on Saturday? To be honest with you, I felt we didn't really learn a lot that we didn't know already. It was very similar to last season. Identified the problems, positions that we know we've got. Uh, the one positive I took was that Steve Davis continues to look like by far the best player in Scotland. We've gone four one four one this season. I think that we'll probably line up like that on Saturday against Kilmarnock. Uh, how do you feel about that? I prefer McCulloch playing on his own in the defensive hole. Not for Rangers somewhere else. <laughs> yes. Um, he's actually signed as a left-sided striker, but he goals is next. I just think it was overkill with Thompson and McCulloch last season. And I think if Davis is free to play further forward, it can't be a bad thing for the, for the shape of the team. I think Davis is indeed the best player in Scotland at the moment. And I don't like him hugging the touchline. And I think it's better if we take the game to the opposition rather than letting them dictate especially in the SPL 4-1-4-1 is not automatically a defensive thing is it Mark? Listen I'm not really particularly interested in the tactics I just go in with the blue order for a sash up <laughs> <laughs> Well then yeah, that's yeah. very honest from the editor of Follow Follow there our esteemed colleague yeah, right, well, we'll move away from, from Mr sash up <laughs> over there I don't know what he's talking about I would like to say to anybody out there uh, who's listening that I have no idea what Mark was Mark was on about there Fraze um, you mentioned problem positions where do you think we're weak? 
Well, I think everybody knows flanks. Um, if Webster's still going to be made of glass this year, I'm still not 100% convinced that Davies got another season in him. Uh, I know that may be controversial. He looked comfortable. Yes, but I just think we look weak uh, with the left-backs covering him, um, and I don't think it gives McGregor confidence. And I just, I'm just, I know I'm going to maybe be in a minority of one in that one. He would bar you in a fight. I, know, well, I, I accept that. You know, and, and Davy Weir invented fighting. He, he battered my great, 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 great grandfather. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is about Davy Weir, when he goes for a bath, he doesn't get wet, the water gets Davy Weir. Always yeah. remember that, he'll have you. David we could be here all night with us. Yeah, I think it's the Chuck Norris ones that yeah. somebody adapted to yeah. Davy Weir. It was Philip Sebo before that. Um, he got released by Valenciennes this week. I always felt a bit sorry for him. Yeah. You know? Square, pretty square head, didn't he? I remember the, when we played Celtic and beat them 2 0, the, the one time Chris Boyd ever scored against them, and we beat them 2 0, and they brought Sebo in for the last quarter, and then the Blue Order started singing Sebo's on, we're taking the piss. Now, Kenny Mill's been playing really well pre season, he played really well last season, but I can't really see anybody next to him who's going to contribute any goals. I did, in fact, have this fantasy about playing up front. Not, not me, but I'm talking about <laughs> Kyle Lafferty and We Novo together, because. I used to live in Northern Ireland. I occasionally go over to see the Northern Ireland games. Big Lafferty has never played a bad game for Northern Ireland, sure. but you play him like we used to play. Hately stick the ball up, he knocks it down, he does his thing, he elbows people in the throat, and where do we play him on the wing? That's a really good point. Is there a tendency with you know Jelovic being potentially coming in? Is there a tendency to assume if any of these over six foot one that they've got to be a big target man striker? I guess so, but I don't understand the thing. I mean, Walter specifically said when he signed Lafferty. The poor boy's been playing out wide left at Burnley. I know he's a centre-forward, I'll be playing him through the middle, and I don't think he's done it once since the game. The thing is, is that Kyle frustrates me because he is... At times you see him and you think, there is a player in there, and then other games he has just been non-existent. Against Hearts, I think it was... Was it last season? Season before? He played before he was forced off by injury, and he ran them ragged on his own. Absolutely took the ball down, brought people into play. But then the next week, as you see, he'll fall over the ball. It's just... He's also a cracking finisher. I remember up in Dundee uh, in Paradise, he came on late in the game, and scored an absolute beauty. The, the curling shot into the bottom Correct. corner. Yeah, uh, he just absolutely. placed it just, perfectly. I mean, he's, he's, and you just think there's a centre forward there. I want to talk a wee bit. Um, the, the game didn't give us a lot, despite Derek Ray's best attempts to sell it on ESPN when he kept saying, "Oh, this is great practice for Rangers in the Champions League up against a side who keeps the ball." It was Newcastle. No offence. But um, if we do play a team as good as Newcastle Champions League, I'll be over the bloody moon. We can't really tell a lot from these matches, but um, did it fill you with hope for the rest of the season? It's exactly the same as last season. You, what you saw in pre-season is what you're going to get during the, during the league season, never mind Europe. Last year when we played pre-season, everybody saying, Walters uh, testing the team out for Europe, they're going to be behind the ball, they're going to be defensive. And yet, we play the weakest teams in the SPL and we played exactly the same way we won up front, so that's what we're getting. Ultimately, we know that the squad is as thin as a Vizsla skin. And that's controversial. <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, but we know how we're going to play. We know the first 11 has got a great spine, and if it stays fit, you know, we've got a great chance of winning the league. But the last team that did that was Dundee United in 1983. Was <laughs> that know? the one that had 14 players? Aye. 
you know, do you know that it was? It was just Jim McLean was too tight to buy any more, and that the players were too scared of losing their houses is if it, they couldn't play. It's actually true that Duncan Ferguson still owes Jim McLean money for switching the lights off in the changing room one day. My favourite Duncan <laughs> Ferguson story was that he well, he took his new bride back to this glamorous hotel in Liverpool. What do you think? Was Jim McLean standing at the door since? Scramble, scramble. You money, but uh, no, the, the he took his, his new bride back and he filled the bath with champagne and then they went through to the, the bedroom and made love and all the rest of it and then he decided being a Scotsman on his honeymoon he was going down to the bar and when he, his girlfriend came down his wife came down to get him and when his girlfriend and him went back up to the room they found that the maid had let the champagne out thinking it was just a cold bath <laughs> it was about three grand's worth of champagne that he'd run away it would have been manky though a bath in champagne I, I don't quite see the attraction in that what if it went up your glory hole you'd have to have another bath just after it yeah well that's the kind of thing I do anyway you would anyway yeah, yeah. No, I've got a mania for, for cleanliness but um, it's, it's too small a squad I think Fraser touched on that what you're saying is if X if Y and if Z stay fit and they all play well and they all gel and they all pick up exactly where they left off we'll win the league and Lee McCullough doesn't foul anybody yeah. consistently again for every game Lee does give away a lot of fouls but the other thing he always does in every game is he always gets up and sort of can he put any weight in his leg and steps and yeah. then grimaces and yeah. can he put any weight in his leg yeah. and grimaces and then it suddenly gets better and then he's fine and he does it every single game <laughs> I actually think that's the one thing that Mark Van Bommel owes to Lee McCulloch in football yeah. <laughs> well Mark Van Bommel uh, I love Mark Van Bommel and I know the rest of the world were disgusted by the way he played at the World Cup but I love when Rangers have got a player like that that will just cement somebody bring back Terry Hullock that's what I say Mark Van Bommel basically can play great football He's got the full range of passing. I love the fact he chooses not to use that. And instead he goes over the top, savagely, and kicks people in the midriff. It is it's something to be said for it, it. It's a reminder of that soonest challenge in Europe when he went over the ball, almost broke the guy's leg in four places and had a temerity to turn around to the referee. But hey, ref, you touched my sock. I was like, when he done George McCluskey that time, and I remember George McCluskey in the paper the next day going, that could end in my career. And you just think, well, you know, stop whining. You know, you get old, you got in Suey's way. Who are you to be challenging the, the captain of Scotland at this time? Um, I'd clearly not forgiven him for that 1980 goal. Um, it is hard to get excited when there's no new blood come in. It's really hard to get excited when there's no new blood come in for the second season in a row and we've lost half a dozen players. It's either feast or famine, isn't it? Well, it's you know? been famine for quite a while in terms of new players. <laughs> but, uh, I wonder when the famine will be over, David. Funny. Well, the, the thing that annoys me is we see in News of the World uh, this week has said that Rangers will get £12 million because Celtic have gone out, so all the money goes to them, and the bank are taking it all because of their £31 million debt. Now, this £31 million debt has, has stayed the same through what will be now two Champions League campaigns and some ferocious cost-cutting. Where is all the money going? You know, we, we seem to be taking in far more than that, and that debt just remains the same. Also, I don't, a lot of debt in your own personal situation would be like a mortgage situation. But ours always seem to be payable now. Yeah. And you'd wonder why can't we sort of restructure any of the payments? It seems awful that we owe £31 million always. Guys, I think that it's a big season for this season. Uh, we mentioned Whitaker, who I thought did quite well. We mentioned uh, Stephen Naismith, who I love, and I'm, I just keep waiting for him to have a wonderful season. And this will be it, I've decided. Uh, Andy Webster, Kyle Lafferty, John Fleck. These guys have pretty much got to deliver this season, I would say. I think people forget John Fleck's eight, still only 18 years old. Uh, Do you think the Wilson effect and the fact that, the fact that he did so well? Possibly, possibly. But I mean, the thing that excites me about John Fleck is that I had... You know, heard Durant actually saying he's the most exciting prospect Durant's ever seen in his career. So you know that is you know very high praise. So Scotland have a friendly this week. Uh, they're playing someone. Well done, big fun then. 
Oh, absolutely. Jock Thompson's Birmingham. Who, who they play? Sweden, David. Sweden. Is it usually Latvia or Lithuania or Estonia? Sweden. It's a friendly, though. It's not an actual competitive match. Oh, right, right. Why are they having a friendly in the middle of the... Now, so, there's a question. We've got a new Adidas top to sell. <laughs> are they away one? Did you see that, Fraser? That is a picture of a top, by the way. Yeah, but in Sweden... Uh, well, not wearing yeah. that, right? The new yellow top, yeah. All ah, right. I mean, that that seems about that. I do like the new Scotland cap. I've got to say, uh, and while not the most patriotic of Scotland fan out there, uh, what is happening is there's an awful lot of both Rangers and uh, very recently ex Gels in the squad. Well, that's that's why we're going to watch it, isn't it? When was the to last see, time? See how they're getting on. When yes. was the last time you paid into a, a Scotland game, Mark? Against East Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Acting baby. Uh, well, uh, for me, I, I'm not. A, uh, I'm certainly not against some of your guys getting a, a run at this time of the year. Uh, I think that for some of your squad players, it may be some of your squad players yeah. we've touched on. That's basically all of our players. Well, I also think there's another thing. You know, guys, guys like Byron Ferguson have been great servants to Rangers, great servants to Scottish football, but they've never played at a major final. And there's guys in our squad who I think. I deserve that and would, would play really well I think that there's a whole generation of people I know we've got two people around the table who, who have saw Scotland at major tournaments mm-hmm. uh, France 98 for me Italy went, 90 for me I went to the game against Norway won all draw it was pretty good the atmosphere was fantastic it was a great day wonderful did, did you cheer when Craig Bully scored? No, good. Yeah. Rules is rules. It was one 0 to Norway officially. Right. No, you can appreciate the result, but you just you can, no. It was great. It was a fantastic day. Absolutely wonderful. Um, Fraser, I mean, what were your experiences? Is great. Oh, I loved it. I mean, World uh, Cup's fantastic. You must have been a bit four. <laughs> I was a young slip of a lad. I. Uh, uh, it comes from money. <laughs> See, nineteen ninety. Do you know what I got for Christmas? I got a rat. It was with a love of football, <laughs> David. A love of football. That was it. I called him. I called him Bruno. <laughs> I thought his name was Scott. Yeah, well. Um, but what game did you go to? I went to all three, so it's a, oh. wee, it's a wee football. You really brag. couldn't hide money, eh? Ah, yeah. oh. So Scotland, Brazil, the World Cup. And just, but also, See, when you were in primary seven, did you have to wear shorts? It was called Remove, mate. What, Remove oh. Shorts? Remove Shorts. Oh, well, what school did you go to? Oh, we need to know. <laughs> Nobody cracked the gag about the kind of school he went to that I'm half expecting right no, now. Over the years, has I mean, the when I was a kid, the vast majority of the Tartan Army seemed to be Rangers fans. Has it changed over the last year? I mean, the Tartan Army's not as big as, as it once was. Well, I, I think there's there's a, a school of Rangers fans that just they're cutting on to this. It's all Tartan trannies. Everybody wears kilts. They're all from Aberdeen. Everybody's from Aberdeen. We hate them. They hate us. In actual fact, if you go to a Scotland game, there's loads of bears around you. Um, I quite like it. I think it's a good atmosphere. Uh, it's a good day out. I do question though this game. I think is a pre-season friendly. I think clubs should, would want the players. I think uh, a club setting for the pre-season friendly would be better because it's sort of out of your control. And if there's an injury or anything, it, I don't know. I, I don't like Craig Levine, and I'll be honest there. I've never liked him, in, in, even going back to his time at Hearts. And he looks to me like the type of person that would steal your wife's underwear off your washing line. <laughs> now, that, I, I'm not saying he would. right? Let me just say categorically, right here and now, I do not suspect that it was Craig Levine who'd done that to my ex-wife. Right? As far as I know, he wasn't even in the country at the time. But he's just a wee bit kind of crime-watchy. He does something about him, that? And then when he had, he then grew the goatee, and you could see then why it was called a devil beard, and I just thought, yeah. mm, and suddenly then he gets a big move in the United Scotland. Mm. Yeah, but, anybody but, but can, I, can I just go back to Scott saying, no, oh, it's pre-season, or oh, I'm afraid it's right in the middle of the Swedish season. <laughs> because well, they, yeah. they have things so called, we're going to get trolleyed they, they, have, they have things called icebergs right so <laughs> basically they don't play well, in I, December and January I was, I was sailing to Sweden <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that the, the I did, I, and I actually think Levine's quite within his rights to, to tell teams you've got to give these players. That's all he should care about, and I, I don't understand when international managers I, really. I'm quite fancy the idea of seeing Scotland in a major finals again. Yeah, would be, would well, be I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, hang by the fingernails until that happens. Uh, if you look at the group that, that we categorically didn't even come close to coming out of there, that's as easy as it's going to get. And this time we're in a group of five. Hmm. Yeah. So again, that's that just makes. Do you it think Spain impossible. might win our group? I think they might. I think they might. You know, yeah. um, but the, I suppose the thing is when we come to play Spain, if you look at the, the most phenomenal Scotland results of the last few years, it was obviously France. So uh, being the underdog does yeah. help. The the one thing that I, I think that maybe some Rangers fans did feel was that possibly Scotland, when they appointed George Burley, they did so when they, they could have got Sunnis and the reason that they had done that, there was a feeling of some elements of the Tartan Army that it had been two Rangers men in a row. Gordon Smith was, was currently the chief exec. Um, there is a, a, an element, perhaps, of, of Rangers fans feeling a touch uncomfortable with us. And, and does it come from the... We, we're accused of being dismissive of the, the smaller clubs. Is it the fans of them who really do follow the Tartan Army abroad and stuff, feel that the Rangers fans... Well, if you think about it, we've talked earlier about the Champions League, how we'd love to have Real Madrid come to Rangers, come to Ibrox, and we'd love to go to the Bernabeu. For Scotland fans, if you're a Sterling Albion fan or whatever, you know, the idea of going to Madrid to see Scotland versus Spain must be brilliant. Yeah, because you're not going to get there with your club side. Exactly. I also think there's an element of... Uh, I think all the Rangers, as Fraser touched on, there's an element of confusion about where we fit in with the Scotland support at the moment. We wear calcs at weddings. Yeah, it. yeah, and it's it's confusing. Where do we fit in with the Tartan Army? And I think a lot of Rangers fans have to probably deal with that. I think being totally dismissive and saying I'm not supporting Scotland anymore probably isn't the answer either. No, yeah. and I think international football is kind of dying, and it's arse really. Um, if you look at the Champions League for for fans, uh, the, the clubs in Britain have got a chance of competing in it, and in England it's a Premiership. International football is not the draw it was. Well, again, if you, if you look at the the way that they've changed the fixtures this year, so that you're playing Friday and then the Tuesday. And essentially this has all been done so that instead of players being away from their clubs for two weeks, they're only away for two weekends. So even at the international level, the pressure on the governing bodies to release the players as quickly as possible back to the big clubs is almost overwhelming. Okay, well, that is uh, Bears following Scotland. So we're going to move on now and we're going to start a a new feature, which we're going to take whoever has made a total howling arse of themselves in the course of the past week and you can nominate. Um, I'm going to throw a couple out. This is going to um, forever be known as the Spears of the Week. So this week, making a total Graham Spears of themselves, I'd just like to nominate Stuart Baxter for one day he was going to Celtic, then he wasn't going to Celtic, then he was going to be a consultant to Celtic, and he also has a beard that looks as though he's going to try and uh, audition to join the Three Musketeers. Mm. Or, also, or, or be a long-distance lorry driver. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Fraser, not all long-distance lorry drivers necessarily murder students, wrap them in a blanket and bury them in a shallow grave. I'd like to nominate Gordon Strachan for his magnificent performance in losing at home to Roy Keane's Ipswich. I think so. I think that's the championship favourites there, as they were dubbed. Could I possibly nominate Peter Crouch? He's got Abby Clancy at home. And allegedly, allegedly, we don't know, but we think he went to Bobby Moore as well. That's just unnecessary. It's completely unnecessary. Oh, that, I mean, that, but then again, that accent. Oh, do me, do me, Peter. I oh, know, oh, but she's a scouse, but how can you reconcile that with it? I mean, she looks fantastic. teabagger. <laughs> I was just thinking it loud. I was brainstorming yeah, I think we, we should actually have asterisks in this show to explain some of the, the phrases although we better not explain that one Mark 
Who would uh, you nominate for the, the GS award? Entire Celtic support. <laughs> That's going to be your work weekly. No. What, is that not 75 billion people? Mm. <laughs> How are we going to fit them all in the room to get the award? Yeah. Well, you know, they were going to do something to a certain team home and away. And then, you know, you look at their websites today and it's all full of uh, Newcastle. Their fans are rubbish. Well, I think somebody was told, we don't love you too much. Yep. And they've taken the half. The Braga fans were also taunting them last week, which poses the question, I think Fraser was mentioning earlier, about um, special relationships, special relationships of the week. Not going well at the moment. Yeah, well, we've just introduced a feature. Don't, don't shoot our feature bolt um, okay. too early. Okay, you know, let's, I mean, let's hold back. We're building this sport. up. Yeah, hold you back. Know, just treat it like we treat a lady, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Take him home and meet your mum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, the coefficient which we really should talk about, um, Celtic humiliated Scottish football yet again. When will we tire of this mob and, and, and get rid of them? But uh, Hibs had a pretty disastrous result. Motherwell done no too bad, um, fair play to them. Mm-hmm. But should we care about the coefficient because it's getting more and more difficult for Scottish teams to, to apparently beat anybody that's not a team of plumbers for Iceland or... It's the problem you have is Bert Cassie, this guy's got a website and it's just too confusing. So I don't know. Every time somebody from Scotland plays a game and you said, should we care about this? And there's always these different answers. I would say the default setting is no, I hope they'll get humped. And I'm happy with that and that's been my view for years. And it's just easier that way. But then what if it, are there any clubs that you actually hope do all right? I mean, I've nothing against Motherwell particularly. I like, I like Archie Knox, Craig Brown. Don't, uh, don't mind Motherwell. Uh, quite like St Johnson, but the chances of them being in Europe anytime soon are probably quite narrow. Why St Johnson? Well, I like Derek McInnes. I like Henry Hall. <laughs> the stadium's nice, and you know, <laughs> Perth's a nice town. It's the, only, it's the only team in the UK that's got a Jane. It's name. Did you know that? I didn't know. <laughs> no, but that's like an interior decorate answer. Well, oh, the chairs are delectable. Uh, I like his old seater stadium. It's fantastic. In fact, it was Cosgrove esque. Yeah, absolutely. Let's be honest. We don't care how anybody does in Europe apart from us and the beggars. Yes. And we want them out as soon as because all you're going to get, especially this year with UEFA, with a final being in Dublin, right? Oh now, you've got a twin nightmare as one them doing well. And then can you imagine what it's going to be like the nearer, if they were, you know, the nearer and nearer they got to Dublin? You know, Seville was bad enough. Right, can you imagine what it's going to be like if, if, they, what, get, if, if they get into the uh, sudden death rounds after the group stage of the what, Europa? What about if we get to Dublin? Manchester, you ain't seen Dublin. Well, if yeah. we go to Dublin, I've heard this we'll somewhere that we on. will follow on. So. One thing I would say is I think we should probably rest easy with the chance of Celtic getting to the Europa League final. Although I, I did overhear um, some Celtic fans talking about this and one of them's attitude to the Champions League defeat was good. We wanted to get ready for Dublin anyway. That's what we're aiming for. See, that's sinister. If you're deliberately going out of the Champions League, that might explain then why they were so poor. Uh, Moving on, I'd like to talk about, uh, there is potential, the rumours grow stronger with every day that, are you ready for this? I'm glad you're all sitting down. Mm -hmm. We might, this week, sign somebody. No. Now, the last time this happened, uh, I believe that smallpox had just been eradicated. Um, Britain was was gearing up for the Boer War. And, uh, <laughs> David Weir had sat as 11 plus. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, exactly. Who was it out of interest? Uh, our last signing was Moeda. Oh, no, 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 I did it again. Oh, I did it again. The table, table suddenly rises the, three inches the, at Scott's the side. P- absolutely perfect modern player. Not only box to box, but he's got vision, he can pick out a pass. Box to box. 
I'm not, I'm not listening to this about Moida. I'm not listening to anyone. I'd like to nominate another Graham Spears award today. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, the, the Rippling Thigh Award of the Week. We're really chasing this guy, Jelovic, if the, the papers are to, to be believed. Um, and we had a £3.5 million pound down, which in Rangers pounds is about, you know, £40 million. I mean, that's, that's an exceptional but amount of all money. of it, really. Is he any good? <laughs> well, I don't know, but I spoke to you in Chester and he's got a great DVD out. Oh, you cynic you. <laughs> you cynic you. Is he good in Champ Manager? Ah, YouTube. Excellent, well that's fine then. Yeah, to be fair on YouTube, uh, Stevie Whitaker does look better than my coins. <laughs> Stevie Wonder looks better than my <laughs> yeah, coins yeah, on YouTube. Um, how will you celebrate our first new signing? I was thinking um, that I might run naked through St Enoch Centre. But that is right. just Tuesdays. I might buy myself a four pack of baby sham. <laughs> and share it with Scott as you Aye. toast more do this podcast is, is sort of you know we only really need Peter Tatchell to make his gear <laughs> I think he's coming up for the Pope's visit isn't he I would right let's all get behind Peter Tatchell who wants to complete that one because <laughs> yeah, exactly. we don't want to go in front of him boom Ex- boom exactly I'm sure if you leave him alone he'll, he'll leave you alone yeah, well, there was a great one in Viz one time that it said uh, a happy camper, a description of a homosexual man who accepts his fate um, in a happy way, such as Duncan Norvell or Peter Tadjo was. <laughs> I was going to actually mention Zimbabwean secret police. Do you remember that when Peter Tadjo tried to do a citizen's arrest on Mugabe? Yeah. Oh. The chances of that happening Carnage. are slim. Is, is, well, that, is that not the second last team that Mark paid to go see against Scotland? <laughs> <Yeah>. Zimbabwe. <laughs> Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, a new signing. It, it does sound daft that it's been this long, and we are. I actually think it's when you haven't slept for a few days you get giddy. It's been yeah. so long since we've had a signing. He's going to have to be magic, doesn't he? I'll get. I tell you what, the fans are going to give him a good reception. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really matter who it is. I think you shift a few Jelovic tops. Do you remember Sinus when he was when we used to sign a player every quarter? No, Christmas time. Oh, the Christmas it, present. You'd always get the Christmas present. Yeah. Cliff so Richard single. We sign a player. <laughs> not, they weren't related though oh well <laughs> right there'll be some Tim at home is saying it's a conspiracy every year Rangers that Cliff Richards a prod as well by the way well they were uh, correct uh, no, speaking of Peter Tatchell as well but there you go I would, I'm <laughs> distancing myself from that one uh, he's, he's notoriously no it's Elton John it's quite oh, litigious isn't it? and he is a puff Okay then, now last week Rangers uh, played uh, uh, probably a friendly that you heard a little bit less about when we played Pollock Juniors um, at Newlands Field, their uh, ground, and it brought back some memories of the, the old terrace and now uh, I'd like to talk a wee bit about the old terrace and, um, back in the day, but more importantly the sort of safe standing model that they've introduced mm. in Germany, could it work over here? My memories of the terrace and was being able to wander about freely because I was a kid at the time and the other one that I was always a wee bit wary of is that people did seem to be allowed to piss wherever they stood um, There's a guy actually on, on the website who's obsessed with folk pissing in your pocket why would and anybody piss in your pocket? Well, Wouldn't you notice? That's his phrase. How big's your pocket? Yeah. He doesn't like terrace and he keeps saying people would piss in your pocket. I think he liked it. <laughs> I, think, I think he's missing those heady days. I'm sure in Hamburg or Amsterdam you could... The right thing to say is, yes, I'm in favour of terrace, but if you actually remember the terrace in the old days, it was full of cranks and weirdos. Yeah. I mean, I remember we used to go down, uh, if, if Rangers weren't playing midweek and there was a, a game with Clyde Bank, we got on the train, down to see the Bankies, and there was this pair of brothers called the Mice Men, and they owned some pet shop in Clyde Bank, and they used to bring their mice to the game. <laughs> Did they charge pay in? Whether this was to sell to people who, you know, you were possessed of large reptiles. <laughs> and and they realised they hadn't <laughs> went, you know. And, oh, no! And the wee bit pecky stuff. Yeah. Oh, go down the bank, he's not buying buy a couple of mice for, for old Monty. <laughs> for or, Blackadder or, or, in the house. 
terracing's always been been full of crackpots. Actually, having you know the terracing just means that it becomes endless fun, endless entertainment. If you're playing St Johnson midweek in the League Cup when it was absolutely freezing, you didn't go into the Copeland Road stand. You went into the East Enclosure because you knew it would be bongo. Mm-hmm. You know, there would be brilliant chit chat. There would still be people even after the band booze would have booze in, and you would have a decent night. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's what people miss the camaraderie. Um, you're yeah. talking about Pollock, went to Pollock, although you see them against Spartans. Spartans fans have all dressed up as cowboys. Pollock fans immediately start singing Edinburgh's full of poofs, sewers, and cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> um, d- could it work, Fraser? I mean, do you think? I'd, it, l- I'd love to see it at Ibrooks. I think it'd be absolutely brilliant. Uh, at the very least you're talking about the rover ticket you know we don't have a specified seat mm. I think there's something about seats is that workable at a massive stadium though Scott it's hard to say I mean the way things are going at the moment we might not have 42,000 season ticket holders for long yeah but even so I mean it's it's going to lead to to some chaos the season ticket culture is killing the atmosphere there's no doubt the season ticket culture it's, it's not working for us at the moment the atmosphere has died since the days of the enclosure it can work I mean obviously at Hamburg's the the example we use all the time, but even with the that's t- just so you can get a fact finding trip. Let's face facts. Who wouldn't want to? Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you look at, like, for instance, trying to get the, the atmosphere back, there's no doubt it, it helps. And even if you go to say Feyenoord, you can have a season ticket, but if you want your seat, you've got to get in about an hour and a half beforehand because the culture there is just you know if you're in the end, then you take whatever seat you get. The best seats go to the people who turn up earliest. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Okay then, so uh, looking forward then to Saturday, we've got Kilmarnock at home. We always seem to get Kilmarnock at home when we've won the league, have you noticed that? Um, there is a feeling in Ayrshire that people ignore Kilmarnock, uh, and to be fair, speaking as a, an exile from Ayrshire, I can sort of see why. But um, we've got them on Saturday, I'm, I'm just getting the finger from the producer. Uh, and, and loving it. <laughs> and loving it. Um, but we have, you know, we've got Kelly on Saturday, it should be a straightforward three points, but could we, could we do a bit of sign and just to sort of raise the roof a wee bit? I think if Yelvich arrives, it will help the atmosphere, it'll help the build up the game. Otherwise, I think it'll be the same team as started against Newcastle. Who's unfurling the flag? Do we know? Yes, it's a 80-year-old lady who's been a fan and going to the games for 70 years, and she's been rewarded for her loyalty with the honour. Well, we can be quick enough to slag the club off, so it's good to see the club doing something positive. I think that's an excellent gesture. Uh, now, it's nice to have a Saturday 3 o'clock kick-off, isn't it? Wonderful. I wonder why we were allowed to do that. I mean, that's just that's fantastic news. Usually we go first, though. Usually the champions... Well, the second game is a bit unusual, but, well, fair enough. Scheduling TV... I think you, you've earned the right if you win the league to, to unfurl your flag at three o'clock on a Saturday. Mm. Uh, I don't think it's I don't think it suits fans, and I don't understand why you really want to show a Rangers game live from Ibrox. It's not against Celtic because there's a huge chunk of your audience surely are at the match. Yeah, um, well, so you're, you're going to reduce your view. You better not get used to it because I don't think there'll be many throughout the season. Okay, to this week's letters. Uh, apart from Scott's Falkirk faux pas, uh, we also received. I'm not going to do the whole Steve Wright thing and say we loved the show, although people did love the show last week, which was great. Uh, you'll be able to contact us. Our email address did change. It's ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk. That's ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk. You can also twatter after us on Twitter or whatever it is. Um, we're ibroxrocks. And that's it, apparently. You just you just sort of follow us on that. And we also have a Facebook page, which is Heart and Hand on Facebook. You'll be able to see the, the thoughts of Chairman Mark over there. You'll be able to see the, the twatting of uh, Scott Vandenacker when he's not at the ballet. I've got one from Steve who suggested that uh, a number of things for us to cover. Uh, we had five or six... No, we had... 
Uh, five complaints. Mm. Uh, Who from, David? From, well, I, I think they were Celtic fans. Um, one of which did tell us that he didn't listen to it because he won't listen to bigotry. Mm. Well, I can't say I'm absolutely disgusted that we've only got five. I mean, we really, <laughs> really got to get the offensiveness. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is a disgrace. But um, we're glad they're downloading it. And somebody said to me that you, you could invite a, a Celtic fan onto the podcast, but we record the podcast in my house. So there's, yeah. there's no danger of that. I actually that got happened. one myself, actually, David. One that was uh, from Sean in Glasgow. He said, keep up the good work, lads. Oh, no, no, sorry. Piss off, orange bastard. <laughs> sorry, I misread it the first time. Um, no, we did get a lot of good, a good feedback coming in. A lot of ideas, which we'll pinch and use uh, all of our following weeks. We had one from John, and he is in England, but I'm not going to name the place in England that he said he was from, because I suspect that he might not have been there. Um, but Big John, from somewhere in England, uh, got in touch with us to uh, say he was reminiscing about Bert Conterman, and he said Bert Conterman came into his garage... Uh, to, to have his, uh, his Honda his expensive and he says he was the nicest man he's ever met he said and he Aww. signed autographs for everybody uh, who came into the shop that day so there's more to Bert than one goal kind of warm feeling you get after that story it's nice, absolutely it? yeah. we also had an email from a chap called Alan uh, I'm not giving out your second names on this because uh, it's, it's sort of like podcast anonymous. Um, we don't want you to get into trouble at your work or whatever. Um, Alan had told us that uh, he was remembering Jonas Tern and apparently the phone call that you spoke about from Rangers, mm. it was actually at the airport leaving leaving Rome to go home to retire in Sweden and his agent said, don't go on the plane, you're going to Glasgow uh, for 39 grand a week. Um, we got, uh, as I say, quite a lot of, of emails in and as I say, they were very kind uh, and most of them were, were just saying good show and thanks for that, lads, which was great. But if you want to start sending stuff in, if you want to abuse Scott a wee bit more um, mm-hmm. for any blunders that he's made, if you suspect that Craig Levine uh, uh, was involved in some form of underwear theft from your house, um, then, then contact me and if we, if we can get enough people together, we can maybe get a petition up or something. Or maybe just approach him and find out where he was, right? Mm-hmm. Because, as I said, I'd rather we cleared them. I don't want Craig Levine being linked with It's hanging over him at the moment, it, isn't it? It's hanging over him at this Can sense. I just say, just before we go, David, I've just learned to read because I didn't have Fraser's education. It wasn't open to me. And I also like football. This autumn, what would someone who likes reading and football, I don't know, what would they buy in a bookshop, for example? The Scud book. Apart from a Scud but book. But apart from a Scud book, it's interesting you say that, Scott, because 21st Century Blue... 21st uh, what, sorry? 21st Century Blue, which is available on Amazon now, um, the novel by top aspiring young Scottish writer David Edgar, uh, A Tale of Rangers, and well, that was pretty much it, really. Um, and David, would that make a good Christmas present? Oh, it would make a terrific Christmas present. And there's stuff about feelings and shit and stuff and yeah. that. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, a good, it's a good book for the, for the Rangers mm-hmm. fan in your life. Um, and all the money will be donated to the David Edgar Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, and is, is that a, wish? It's a foundation which grants wishes to to me. Fantastic. Um, so do you get that, to rub your lamp uh, regularly? Uh, again, that's what I, that's what I like to call Tuesdays. Um, so moving on, then we've got uh, come on it this week. We'll be back this week. All that remains for me to do is to thank my guest, King Billy Elliot Vandenacker. Thank you. I don't need to sit here and take this abuse, by the way. No, I know, but you're right. Stand up. You. <laughs> I'm going to stand up next. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> Uh, the, the lovable rogue that is Mark Dingwall. Thank you very much, Marco. I mean, you're God go with you. Oh, very good. And Fraser Maguire. 
Thanks very much and good night. Okay. Uh, that, as I say, get in touch with us. Get on the Facebook, Heart and Hand, and uh, Ibrox Rocks, Twitter's Ibrox Rocks at playbackmedia.co.uk. We'll talk to you next week, and hopefully we'll have three points, maybe a couple of new players. Thanks very much. Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.